a tour of kindergarten students resulted in a conversation between an x-ray technician and a little girl. And the technician said, Have you ever broken an arm or a leg or a bone at all? And the little girl replied, Yes, I have. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Did it hurt a lot? No, not really. Well, what bone did you break? My sister's arm. (laughs) But what if God broke your sister's arm? What if God took away your dearest friend? What if God let you down? That's the painful topic that you and I are exploring this morning as we look at forgiving God. For those who feel this way, it seems very difficult for them to imagine forgiving the Almighty for what they perceive as not chance or the reality of living in this fallen world, but rather the deliberate action of a powerful God who chose not to help but to harm. Is God truly, directly responsible for taking your friend away? Is God responsible for all the woes in your life? Is God responsible for all the pains that you have endured? Is God's character not trustworthy? Is God sort of out there to get you? Does God have up in heaven, as it were, a row of buttons, a row of red buttons which read death, divorce, cancer, calamity, hurricane, terrorist attack, pastor who tells bad jokes, (laughs) from which God randomly or maybe even perversely chooses victims? Is that how it works? What do you think? Well, the resounding answer of the Christian faith is no, that's not how it works. And the answer of the Christian faith receives timeless and poetic expression. And today is reading from Psalm 23. And if you would turn to Psalm 23 in your prayer book, which is found on page 632, 632 in the red book, We will read Psalm 23 together by the half verse, responsibly. The Lord is my shepherd. That meaning I will read till the asterisk and then you will respond with the next part. 6, 12, because I deceived you. 6, 12, I pressed that button of deception and said, Oh, I'm going to get everybody to turn to the wrong page and feel silly. No, I just gave you the wrong page number. 612, 612. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He revives my soul. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. 
Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, the Christian understanding of God is given full color and full multi-dimension in the life and teachings and the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, here's a statement. You tell me whether it's true or false. Psalm 23 was written during the time of Jesus. False! Psalm 23 is in the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament. It was written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. And yet, Christians have always sort of understood Psalm 23 as pointing to and describing our Lord. God does not wish evil towards you. God does not cause evil towards you. God is not in the business of ruining people's lives. God is in the business of goodness. God is in the business of transforming lives. However, and use a little red pen here, however, there is no promise in the Christian faith, there is no promise in the scriptures that once you become a believer, nothing bad will ever happen to you. Read the fine print, it's not there. But what the Christian faith does promise, and what we can find throughout the tapestry of scripture, is the promise that when you grieve, when you suffer, When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, the Good Shepherd will be there to comfort you, to strengthen you, to help you get through the valley. Not necessarily to make the valley go away or disappear. Though sometimes God does that. Rabbi Harold Kushner, in his well-known book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, writes this, quote, The people who have been hurt by life get stuck in the valley of the shadow. And they don't know how to find their way out. And that's the role of God. The role of God is not to explain, not to justify, but to comfort. To find people when they are living in darkness, take them by the hand, and show them how to find their way into the sunlight again. End of quote. Now sometimes people blame God for what is a human mistake, a human sin. And sometimes people blame the church's failures on God. And the church's failures, which are many, are her own, not God's. But there is a legitimate beef here. Oh man, a real legitimate one that every generation of human beings has sweated blood and tears over. And that is the mystery of suffering. The mystery of suffering. The mystery of suffering. Sometimes the miracle comes, the prayers are answered. Sometimes not. Why? 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 This question has been agonized about, debated about, sung about by philosophers and poets and songwriters since the start of human civilization. Now, there are some answers that can help. There's some intellectual work you could do, thinking with your faith, and it would be helpful and insightful. But there is no answer on this side of eternity that will completely satisfy you, especially when you, or someone you care about, is in the middle of the mess and muck of suffering. 
But God does not need to be forgiven, because God is not the author of your suffering or mine. And now let me just put a little tension into the oven of this sermon, so that you can sort it out with God's help. Now, is there perhaps a purpose for suffering? Can something good happen because of suffering? Does God sometimes, in a sense, allow suffering because of the good things that can come from it? Maybe. Maybe. That's really beyond the scope of the topic of today's sermon. As is some of the questions some of you were thinking about, like, well, what about those Old Testament passages? Or what about the relationship between God's will and our will? Are we really free as human beings? Or does this all happen to us anyway? That's kind of beyond the scope, too. But one thing you and I can probably agree about is that much of the suffering in the world seems to have nothing good about it at all. Amen? But to those who struggle with forgiveness issues toward God, the Christian faith gently says, God did not do that. God is your friend. Repeat after me. God is your friend. God is your helper. When you are in that moment, when you are in that moment, God is, the good shepherd is right there along with you. Weeping as you weep, feeling your pain. And God is extending the hands of Christ toward you in order to bring healing and hope. But you are free to reject those hands if you wish. Many, many years ago, there was a pet store. And on the front, they had a sign which said, Puppies for Sale. And as often is the case with such signs, it attracts children. And so a little boy walked into the pet store, and he asked the owner, he said, Well, how much, how much are the puppies? Well, they're each about $25, son. The little boy looked through his pockets. Took all his change out. Well, I only have $2.35. Is that enough to at least look at one? Sure, of course. So he whistles, and out from the back, coming down the aisle, is the mom, and five energetic balls of fur. Tails wagging. But the little boy notices that one of the puppies in the back is sort of stumbling or having a little bit of a hard time running out. What's the matter with that one? Well, the, the vet says he's missing the socket in his left leg. And the little boy seemed to get really excited by that. Oh, I want that one. Well, I'll give him to you if you want. No, that little puppy is worth just as much as all the others. I'll give you one I have now and 50 cents each week for the rest of the year. You don't want that puppy, son. He can't run around and jump and play with you like the other puppies can. And at that point, the little boy pulled up his left trouser leg, revealing a twisted leg, an underdeveloped leg, a leg in a steel brace. Well, that's okay. I don't run and play around and jump that much either. You see, sir, I want to buy that puppy because he needs someone who understands. 
God understands your pain. God didn't cause it. And God's Son, Jesus Christ, endured the betrayal of friends, the immense pain of nails in his flesh, and the enormity of the sins of the whole world upon himself as he died on the cross. God does not need to be forgiven because God is not the author of your pain. So you don't need to forgive God. Instead, return to God. Find the embrace of the family of Christ, joy in your heart, and healing and hope from the Good Shepherd. And don't worry about what you've done or the things you've said about God. Just come home. God understands. Amen.